welcome to How to Deal When the Shit Gets Real podcast. I'm Rietta. And I'm Connie, and we are two crazy cousins. And happy Earth Day, and that is our topic for today. The, the Earth. Earth. And more specifically, the environment. Yeah, there you go. I felt like we needed a song right there, but I wasn't about to start singing. <laughs> oh, but you did last time? Come on. I wish we had an audience that could cheer. Or boo. <laughs> Probably more booing. Like, no, no. Oh, my, oh. our ears are still recovering from last time. Don't do it. <laughs> so, how do you want to start this off, Rieta? Well, this Earth is... To all. To yeah, all happy Earth <laughs> It is not Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if only people were as into Earth Day as they are into Christmas. Or Easter. Maybe think- or Easter. Happy belated Easter, by the way. That too. Maybe, you know, shit would change. But I think there's so much wrong with how we think about trash, recycling, mm-hmm. and the planet in general. So it's kind of messed up is what I'm getting at. Well, and like you and I have talked about, and we're going to talk about with them right now, is people are kind of doing it backwards. We focus so much on recycling, but we forget about the first two steps, reduce and reuse, which if we focused more on those, we wouldn't have to worry about recycling. Or even cutting out a lot of the plastics to begin with. Absolutely. I took a sociology of the environment, and she had us collect all of the trash that we accumulate through the day, which was a lot. And we looked at packaging at the grocery store. Like, you know, those quick snack packs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have a plastic covering on, then you open it up, then there's more plastic Mm -hmm. and then everything is in a plastic container. Is that all really that necessary? And if it is, which it very well could be, why can't it be biodegradable or completely recyclable? Because those packages aren't mm-hmm. exactly majority of the plastics that we think are recyclable aren't you know i've lived on the beach now for i was in california for eight years and now we're here and probably the top three things that i find on the beach two which most people are probably going to predict is straws the little plastic lids to the water bottles oh yeah and toothbrushes gross toothbrush Yep. But what are people doing? (laughs) Well, the problem is toothbrushes are made of plastic. They don't biodegrade. So there's companies now that are making bamboo toothbrushes and stuff like that because I don't think, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that toothbrushes are actually one of the things that don't break down and they end up in our ocean. And it's something that you're supposed to buy a new one every three months. When you think about it. Yeah, actually, um, thinking about reducing, reusing, and recycling, I actually then had the idea to get rid of majority use of my paper towels. And I basically did that by making it really convenient to get a rag Mm -hmm. to wipe messes down. And then I have cloth napkins that I got from our wedding that are just plain white. I bleached them. And, you know... There you go. And and to even eliminate, like, constantly washing them, we use a napkin, because it's just me and Tom, we use a napkin for the week. So you're not constantly like, oh, I used a napkin one day, let me throw it in the wash. Yeah, because actually they say 
washing is actually one of the hardest things in our environment. You know, the whole washing process. Well, that's why, I mean, you're supposed to wait till you have enough to put in your washer and dryer and not just throw in one thing. Yeah. And as much as I would, you know, I got to figure out if they have, I have an electric toothbrush, which I prefer to use. Obviously it has a plastic head. I would love to find one that if they make the electric ones out of bamboo, I don't think they're there yet, but I really don't want to. Yeah, it would. Hey, that's our next invention. Patent that shit right now. (laughs) And thinking about laundry and cleaning products. So this company has been advertising on on Instagram a lot. I don't even know the name of the company, but it's basically, oh, you either, you get like a little tablet uh, for your dishwashing liquid, for your household cleaners. But the thing is, is they're, they're sending it to you and it's like a subscription and it's still coming in plastic and boxes mm-hmm. and Yes, you're reducing the amount of plastic that you would normally use, but they're also trying to push on you glass bottles. Well, shouldn't you already have bottles from your already the all-purpose cleaner that you're already using? Why Mm -hmm. not use that? It's Yes, it's better for the environment, but at the same time, not so much. And a lot of products are like that. Well, I have to say, too, you know, plastic bags, obviously, are the big, and they're one of the biggest issues, too. And San Francisco was actually the first town or city, city, you know, it's a city, that banned those plastic bags. So you have to have your own reusable bags now, which I know right now isn't really happening because of COVID, but that's a totally different thing. But I think that's great that we've moved, that we're heading that direction, because I think plastic bags are definitely one of the biggest culprits. And also... Why is it so difficult? I, I I don't understand. Maybe somebody can, you know, educate me. Why can't we make all of the plastic that we use recyclable? Why is it that majority, probably 80%, 70%, I don't know the statistics, but I know that it's a lot. I have watched a lot of documentaries on this kind of thing and whatever else. And I've taken a bunch of environmental classes, Mm -hmm. like what, 70, 80% of your plastic is not recyclable. Somebody out there who's like a- Just don't make the plastic that is not recyclable. Make it all plastic that is recyclable. Is it that difficult? Or biodegradable? Yeah. Or we just need to move away from plastic completely and find something totally different. Yes. Any, literally anything. But you would think that since there are plastics that are recyclable, why are they not all recyclable? Yeah, because now, you know, we're seeing a huge, you know, again, I'm on the beach, so I see it a lot. And they did a whole story. I don't remember who did the whole story about the, the Midway Islands where the albatross lives and how the albatrosses are basically starving to death because they're eating plastic. And it, it doesn't go through their system, obviously. They're not digesting it. So they never feel hungry. And then they die with all this plastic in their oh, stomach. Oh, no. Yeah, it's really sad. And when you walk along the beach anywhere, even here in beautiful Hawaii, you see, I mean, you would literally need a sieve to go through the beach to get the little tiny pieces of plastic that are just everywhere. Actually, uh, one that just came out on, on uh, Netflix, uh-huh. I, think it was ro- I think it was called Rotten. Mm-hmm. They actually had a statistic in it. People are on their way to having more plastic in their system because tiny particles are in 
our water, our in our food that we eat. We don't know it. It's it's obviously very tiny. Mm-hmm. But so you're not only just killing animals, but you're slowly but surely killing humans as well because you're, it's only going to build up more if yeah. you don't stop it. And the yeah. other thing that kills me about this whole plastic thing is that people have taken that as it as it's our problem we're buying the products so it's our fault Mm -hmm. but originally the company are making is making the products they can make decisions to make it biodegradable to make it uh, recyclable plastic and they just don't so it is on both sides it's not just us we won't be able to fix this plastic issue just by recycling mm-hmm. considering the fact that 80 percent is not recyclable shit that you right. don't even think about is exactly well and you think about you know certain restaurants have decided to make you know because when you get a doggy bag a lot of that used to be plastic and there's a lot of places that you go now that are giving you what would you call it? I don't want to say wood. It's dirtier. It's like bamboo almost. It's yeah. like a bamboo little container that's kind of pa- in between like cardboard and paper. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't but get it like is more soggy. Sturdy. Yeah, it doesn't get soggy yeah. or any of that. So there are some restaurants that are making the green decisions. They've gotten rid of straws. A lot of they either yeah, gotten rid of them completely or they or have bamboo. paper ones. Yeah, yeah, they have paper mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, actually, one of mine and Tom's favorite restaurant, they have the paper ones. Is it Rock Bottom? No. Rock Bottom is No, paper. it's called Ted's Montana Grill. Oh, okay. I have to give it to Starbucks, too, that they got rid of all the straws. They give you the sip lids now. Oh, they do here. Connie's shaking her head. You guys can't see her some. No. Well, I don't think they've, they haven't fully done it here. They oh, do they've it done for, it here. They've done it for specific types of drinks but mm-hmm. not all only some hmm, okay well I take it back then <laughs> but it is good that I mean I would hope that they would be doing it in coastal areas where that stuff's definitely gonna end up on the beach but they definitely need to move it along because they have all of the supplies for the simple lids mm-hmm. they just don't use them and they still have straws cut the cord people Oh, yeah, you can't even get a straw at, at our Starbucks here. They don't even have any. There was only one Starbucks that I went into in Illinois that w- did not have any straws. And I go to Starbucks a lot, people. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I try to use the re- reusable cups because yeah. I have a couple of really cute ones. So I like my reusable cups. I have a glass one that I love. So, yeah, that's a big thing. We need to... Obviously, like you said, it's not all our fault. It's the the companies that have not transitioned to something more eco-friendly. But we need to do our part, too, of course, by not leaving shit on the beach, not leaving shit, not throwing it out your car window. I don't I can't believe that there's people there that do it. But there are because I've been behind them. They will get food at McDonald's or wherever. And when they're done, they throw it out the fucking window. Yeah. Pisses me off. You know who else gets really pissed off by it? Your mom. I, I was in the car with your oh, mom yeah. the other day. But, and this is like another thing that's really aggravating is that, and this is my neighbors, they do not bag their garbage. So mm-hmm. 
they have so much because there's quite a few people living there. They have so much garbage that the lid does not close. So then the garbage ends up in my fence through the neighborhood because you have so much garbage, basically none of it's bagged. Uh, so you're not helping is what I'm no. saying. Bag up your garbage for real? Yeah. I mean, th- the world is not your trash can. And the trash and it, belongs And it's sad that trash. it's becoming that way. That you mm-hmm. see so much trash. And see, the other problem is, too, the trash bags are made out of plastic. Yeah, I guess we'll have to start going to paper bags or something. I don't know. Or biodegradable plastic. That's all my parents ever used. Uh, we would go grocery shopping. And when we would get our groceries, we'd get paper bags. I don't even know if that's even an option anymore. I think it is at some you sort. can You can at Aldi for like seven cents a bag. Oh, okay. Jewel used to always do it. So we would get our groceries in paper bags and then reuse those paper bags as the trash bags. Oh, I like that. That's a good idea. Actually, that paper bag would probably fit, honestly, perfectly in my garbage can because they're two smaller ones. One's recycling and one's uh, garbage. My parents had a a pretty normal-sized garbage can, and it, it was a little short, but for the most part, it fit pretty good in there. Um, obviously, you had to be careful not to throw anything really goopy or nasty in there. I mean, they're pretty sturdy paper bags because they're grocery bags, but you still don't want to throw anything really nasty in there. Hey, we can bring it back to our childhood where uh, how much did grandma throw out? Nothing. Most of our food and stuff would go to the compost Mm -hmm. out back. Yeah, my mom still has a compost. She she uses it a lot. Uh, You can't put everything in there because certain things obviously have, they're not as easy to break down, but it is a great way to do it. That's a great idea. Because you can, if you think about it though, all of your food waste would go into the you know, comp- the trash, com- not compactor. Compost, but- yeah. Compost. And then you would just separate your other waste into uh, recycling or the trash. Not everybody can do that because that not a lot of people can have a compost. If you're living in an apartment, you certainly can't. No, not really. Unless you had like a porch a little patio you could make like a little one but they actually have like little containers that stand up that you turn yeah that's what my, my mom's isn't little though my mom has one of those and you it rotates but it's yeah it's but it's size. big yeah yeah it's just so sad we need to definitely take better care of our mother earth yeah and you know what's even more aggravating going back to the fact that this is not all on us mm-hmm. yes there are people that are pieces of trash just throwing shit out their window mm-hmm. uh, but why isn't anybody going to these companies saying uh boycotting their products i'm not gonna buy your product unless you yeah. change buying the right types of products mm-hmm. stuff like that i see people plenty of times these greenpeace organizations you know they're trying to go to the government and that mm-hmm. really hasn't gotten too far i don't think i have not seen green le- legislation that's like, like we're going to cut all of our plastic you mm-hmm. know you also that would also probably help combat climate change but neither here nor there you, you should be going to the freaking companies and boycotting and stuff people boycott for all types of reasons mm-hmm. they do 
I want to know, I seriously want to ask a person who throws their trash out the window what their mindset is. Why would you think that is okay? Like, why is your trash everybody else's problem? Just keep, and it's in your car already. Like, just keep it in your car and throw it in your garbage can when you get home. I was going like, to say, they just don't want the trash in their car. I mean, I don't like trash in my car either, but I can wait until I can get home. I'm not going to throw it out the window. It's actually one of the reasons why at Disney World that it's one of the cleanest parks is because they did a scientific study saying that a, a person will not hold their trash for more than, I can't remember if it was like 15 feet or what. So mm-hmm. if you go to Disney, there's a garbage can every 15 feet or so because mm-hmm. they know people will just drop it. Yeah. And they wanted to be one of the cleanest parks in the world. So every 15 feet. Smart researching. Yeah. And I'm I'm assuming the research is pretty similar to cars. Probably. I used to yell at my dad for uh, throwing like apple cores out the window. And he'd be like, but that's biodegradable. It's fertilizer. (laughs) I mean... He's not totally wrong there. No, like no, he's is. not. He, he, it, it, it is, he is not wrong at all, but still. One of the cool things coming out of this whole COVID corona situation is right now in Hawaii, the turtles are coming up onto the beach to lay their eggs because it's Aww. that time of year. And it's usually kind of this big deal and the turtles don't really want to because people go to watch. And... They're actually getting to do it in peace this year because there's not crowds of hundreds of people trying to stand there and take pictures and be in their area. They just get to do it and it just gets to be natural. And that's how it should be. Because I don't know why people think that animals in the world are on display for them. But guess what? They're not. I'm pretty sure that goes to the whole zoo thing. Us just having animals in captivity. Which, that's not about this. We're not going to go into it. We'll be here for another hour if we do. (laughs) It's just, I just don't know why people are so... Would you like somebody being all up in your business? No. So why would you think the turtles will? Like, just because it's an animal, it's not going to care. We went to the beach because Jackson wanted to see one on the sand. And there's a certain beach where they do just come up on the sand to sunbathe. Which, they are the only sea turtle that does that. Besides to lay eggs. Most of the sea turtles only come up on the land to lay eggs. The Hawaiian sea turtle is the only one that actually comes up to sunbathe. Mm-hmm. And they're not even sure why. But it's cool. But all these people are literally standing on the beach and they're like, where are the sea turtles? Why doesn't everybody back up 50 feet? And then guess what? They might come out of the water because they're scared because you're all standing there. Waiting. Hello. And let's face it, they're used to humans as predators not as somebody that's gonna be nice to them and because just take a look selfie. at how we treat the earth you know right exactly They're choking on our straws people they are our straws our six-pack holders our plastic bags our water yeah. bottle lids and our toothbrushes <laughs> exactly <laughs> and that's another thing that uh this whole covid thing actually forced me to do Mm-hmm. Is well, I never know if you know how they have at the store the multi-purpose cleaners that are more natural. They're like lavender. They're in mm-hmm. biodegradable containers or recyclable containers, whatever. Mm-hmm. And because they ran out of four hundred nine, because I used to use four hundred nine, it was my bitch or something. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> I was pretty much forced to buy the all natural stuff. And I have to say, I like it a lot more. It smells really good. It smells really clean. I'm like, I think I'm just going to switch over to this one and keep on buying the large bottle that you refill your small bottle with. Yeah, there you go. I actually really like Target's brand, the Method. They're all natural brand. It might not be the best one out there. I don't know. I haven't researched like I'm sure some people have, but I definitely know it's more all natural than 409 or, you know, other yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel the same way. I really like it. It smells really good. It works really well. I still use bleach because there are certain situations that require bleach. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I have to. Our, our shower is just all white tile and white grout. It needs bleach. Yeah. I can't keep it white otherwise. It just, it because of all of like the moisture and like the hot showers that you're taking, just mm-hmm. doesn't stay white without, without bleach. Well, and you know, once you have a kid, what you'll find out and, you know, poop becomes part of your life. There is nothing that is cleaning poop like bleach. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Nice. It's disgusting. That's what it needs. Not hating on people that don't use it, but this mama is using bleach. (laughs) Well, like you said, in certain situations, it's necessary. Yeah. I use all natural cleaner pretty much for everything else. My counters, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to yucky kid situations and like you said the shower I think the shower needs some bleach too but that's just my preference and your preference well you know if if it wasn't a white tiled shower with white grout I would use something else but there is literally nothing else that will keep that shower clean if it was something else I would probably just use my all-purpose cleaner honestly yeah because I, I do for the toilet and the countertop, mm-hmm. I just use my all-purpose because it keeps it clean. But it's something about the moisture. It just, it needs bleach. There's nothing else I can say about that. Yeah, we have an all-white shower too. And the the shower base where you stand is textured, you know, so you don't slip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, bleach is the only thing that keeps that from not having like, dirty foot stains on it. Yes. Exactly. That or soft scrub, but soft scrub is not all natural either. It, well, and it also has bleach. <laughs> yeah. Not all of them do. I think the one doesn't. But there yeah. is, yes, there is one with and one, one without bleach. I normally use the one with bleach. And that's actually what I use with the shower. That's how I'm cleaning the whole shower to begin with is soft, is soft scrub. I love but soft scrub. The one, but it is the one with bleach. Soft scrub, I swear, is the best cleaner. <laughs> I wonder if uh, that's like a shrink thing because that's how my mom taught me how to clean bathrooms. Use soft scrub. I don't use it as much in the bathroom. I guess it depends on the bathroom, but I do use it a lot. It gets your kitchen sink perfect. Oh, I always use Barkeeper Friend. I've heard of good stuff. I'm going to have to try that. Well, I I also need my uh, pans. Mm -hmm. I have have a couple of uh, pans that are copper bottomed and Mm -hmm. the barkeeper's friend. I need to try that. I'll try to be more environmental friendly. I will try that. Well, I don't, is 
barkeeper's friend environmentally friendly? I thought it was just a bunch of chemicals. Oh, is it? I thought it was. Maybe I just have a, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Maybe. But I do want to look into, they've been coming out with more environmentally friendly detergents and stuff like that. I think that's my next step. Detergent, I really struggle with because I have tried other things. I have tried other products. And in my opinion, nothing works as good as Tide. I have I've tried a bazillion other different kinds and I feel like nothing gets anything as clean as Tide does. I use Arm and Hammer. Oh, I okay. Love, I really like the Arm and Hammer with Oxy. Uh, and I normally use the one with like for sensitive skin because I do have sensitive skin. Oh, okay. So this is a good point to get our audience involved if you have good suggestions of eco-friendly detergent eco-friendly cleaning products we'd love to hear them and any other sort of eco-friendly suggestions whatever you have we will put it up on our instagram please share we would love to see them i would love to try some new stuff i'm always each day trying to find a new way to be a little more eco-friendly same i'm open to all suggestions yeah also update on barkeeper's friend it is natural the active ingredient is oxalic acid. It is a natural compound that is found in rhubarb and spinach, and it works at a molecular level to break the bonds of stains like rust and lime deposits. See, I thought it somebody had recommended it to me because it was eco-friendly. I'm going to write that down right now. Bar keepers friend. Yeah, I also use that to scrub my uh, cast iron pan when it gets really dirty and it's time to re-season to redo my it. cast yeah. iron. Yeah, mm-hmm. to redo it. Yeah. No, that's great. I'm going to try that. So, And I just actually bought I've had reusable straws for a while uh, that were given to me but they're plastic. So I actually just bought some metal reusable straws. Oh, I straws. love this. Yeah, I, I have the stainless steel ones. Tom bought me them for my birthday. I am a yeah. fan. Yeah, so there's another step in the right direction. I'm trying. We're all trying. I hope we're trying. Hey, I mean, you're the one that goes and walks across the beach with with a bag picking up after people, and that's definitely not your job. I try. It Like I said, it's hard because some of the plastic is – I would need a sieve to get some of the plastic out. But I pick up the bigger pieces. I pick up by Jackson's School, too, because I don't know about where it's located. The wind must blow that way. And usually after garbage day – which it's not necessarily anybody's fault. There's a lot of garbage blown against that fence on his on the mm. way to his school. So I usually go over there and try to pick up the garbage too because I just, A, I can't stand to look at it. It makes me sad. Yeah. And it'd be at your son's school yeah. and it, you're already there. You're like, I'm not just going to leave this. That's what's sad about it because that's the path that everybody takes to take their kid to school if they're not driving. So I think about how many people walk that path every day and I'm the only one that picks up garbage if if every one of us picked up one piece there would never be a piece of garbage there never well see I think the other yes to that but other garbage some of the reasons why is because our landfills are overflowing and Mm -hmm. that's with the whole thing of reuse reduce recycle where not necessarily a lot of things you're able to do that with which that's that's frustrating when everything is kind of just over there's just too much of it where do you put it all and then it goes into the 
environment because of that. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, so what in your situation, yeah, that's just garbage is blown and it just hasn't gotten to the dump yet. But the dumps are so overfill it overfilled that what do you do? It just makes me sad that that many people walk past it and don't oh, even yeah, think twice sure. to think to pick it up. Because it I would at it. least be better. It would at least yeah. be better if people were going, seeing it, picking it up, and throwing it out. Right. And I get it. It's garbage. It's kind of gross. I get it. But you can go home and wash your hands. And obviously right now, again, is a totally different situation because... You're not going to touch shit. Yeah, you're yeah. not touching shit. You're wearing masks. But under normal circumstances, you could pick it up. You could even use a tissue in your pocket to pick it up and wash your hands when you get home. Like, it's not going to kill you. For sure. Or get one of those little stabby things where you, like, stab be it. be really dedicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get carry one. Carry around a garbage bag and a stabby thing wherever you go. <laughs> I- I'm seriously going to get one. Like, I'm going to see if they make, like, foldable one and, like, keep it in my purse because I can't. The gar- it breaks my heart. I can't look at all the garbage everywhere. So now I have a question for you, Rietta. Yeah. When you are on your hikes, are there a lot of, is there a lot of trash? Is it, are they pretty well maintained? Is that also a problem? Because I mean, when you're hiking and if it's for a long period of time, there's normally a power bar that you might have, stuff like mm-hmm. that. It depends on the hike. If it's more frequented or not. I usually tend to find garbage and I pick it up. I don't care. I pick it up. But yeah, I mean, people leave garbage and even there's even signs before the hike that's, you know, yeah, it says something cute, pack out what you pack, what you packed in, you know, and then mahalo. But yeah, no, like any place there's garbage, people do leave garbage. Usually it's not too bad unless it's a really frequented trail and you get to the end and there's just garbage and you're like, really guys, come on. Why? Well, and if you have a pack, you can definitely just keep it in your pack, even if it's empty. Oh, you yeah. You don't have to just throw it out. And it's always plastic water bottles. You can buy Camelbacks nowadays. You can buy Hydroflask. You can buy all these things that are reusable. Why are we buying plastic water bottles? Taking it with us, which is great that you want to stay hydrated, but then leaving it at the top of the hike. That's not where it goes. Well, let's be honest. I I don't really think that there should be any more of the individual plastic water bottles to begin no. with. And the only reason why we don't is because people still buy it. And and it's corporation. And that's full in chewing his food. Oh. Yeah. I was I, wondering, I kept hearing it. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> it's nothing, people. I'm, I'm sorry. He's hungry now. It's better than barking, okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, yeah, I know. And, and it's even even at the beaches, you know, people go and party at the beaches, which is fine. Like, go have fun. And they leave their beer cans and their beer bottles. And the problem, not only with the beer bottles, not that if it breaks, then there's glass in the sand. Come hey, on, guys. To me, glass in my foot. Yeah. Somebody had a broken beer bottle and I was walking up a sand dune. Even though it's my foot right open on the sign, no glass bottles, but people do it anyway. And then even if they bring cans, they leave the cans on the ocean and then or and on the beach. And the worst part about that is those two things, cans and bottles, are both very recyclable. Yes, they are. It's not like it's a like a plastic water bottle is not the ones that you buy, the one use ones. Those mm-hmm. are are not reusable. Right. And that's also not recyclable. Most people nowadays have to have a a reusable water bottle. Use that. Don't take, just stop buying the plastic water bottles. Just leave it at that. Just stop. 
stop. I'm going to write the plastic water bottle companies. Put it in glass. I don't care. Do something else. <laughs> yeah, when this whole COVID thing started, Tom, hey, just just get a, a, a thing of, like, because we never have the one-use plastic bottles that are, we, we never do. And he's like, just, just go buy it, just in case. We don't know if the grocery stores are going to be opened. And just to get him, it was like dollar. I'm like, fine, I'll go and buy one case of 20 or something, whatever it was. And uh, but I'm not buying anymore. Like once we're out of this, we're out because I don't see the point of having all these there individual no plastic, plastic bottles when I go to the kitchen and I get the filter water that comes uh, out of the fridge in a glass or in a nope. water bottle that is reusable. Why do you know, I need it? Yeah, you know Kyle's response. Because <laughs> huh. I always ask him, I'm all for it. I don't want plastic bottles either. I'm like, but what do we do? You know, if we don't have water, a situation comes where we might not have water. He's like, we'll just fill the bathtub. <laughs> nice. That's well, a marine answer for you. <laughs> well, I would, I'd rather get, and I'm not going to do it at this house, but probably the next, you know, those really big giant things of water that you put into like a water cooler, a water cooler. That's what I would be getting because at least you're using that and refilling it. You're not getting little bottles over and over mm-hmm. and over again it's those big ones that you would put into a water cooler that's what i would be getting i'm good with the stuff that comes out of my fridge and if my fridge doesn't work then i'll survive as long as i have water i don't care and that was the problem is that everybody was like we're not gonna have water everything's gonna shut down and we're all gonna die and that clearly didn't happen which but- i don't even know how they got started it's a disease it's not a monsoon it's not a tsunami well they believe that that was going to cause a government shutdown and everything would be shut down and you would be stuck in your house with absolutely nothing and you wouldn't be able to go to store do anything thus panic buying because people are idiots even though all of the governors and you know the president all said no things are going to stay open don't panic buy People. Sheep. But anyway, sheep. People are sheep. But anyway, back on to our Earth Day topic. Uh, there was one topic that Connie and I both wanted to talk about it because we both witnessed it. I've seen it here and she saw it when she was in Greece. That has to do with uh, feral cats. You know, cats that people just get rid of and leave out on the streets. Um, and it's more complicated than just them repopulating. Obviously, that is an issue too. But it comes down to they have the ability to spread a parasite. The way they, you know, they get it from killing an infected prey and that it actually goes through its life cycle in the cat's digestive system. And this parasite is very toxic to marine life. So here in Hawaii, we have monk seals. There are only 1,300 monk seals left in the wild. They are endangered. Obviously, there's only 1,300. And one of their big killers is this parasite that is caused by the cats. The cats are the main reason that it gets spread so that's another issue is just people just being like eh I don't want this cat anymore and just throwing it outside without even knowing the massive repercussions that it has yeah and when me and Tom were in Greece uh, they don't have monk seals pretty sure I, I don't know 100% but I believe this is what happened because um, we talked to a couple of locals about it. Why are there so many stray cats and dogs? Mm-hmm. And it was basically, well, 
when the economy crashed, people let go of their animals and let them go stray because they didn't have the money to feed them. So they just kind of let them out in the wild. And like, obviously they're not going to go back and the Greece economy, I still don't think is back a hundred percent. And now with COVID who the hell knows. Right. Uh, But yeah, there was a lot of animals just roaming around and it's not, it's, and bad for the seals it's also bad for the birds because these animals are not meant to be outdoor animals and it kills me my next door neighbor allows their cat to just come and go whenever they please and that cat killed a bird right in fucking front of me it was terrifying <laughs> i'm laughing at, at the killer now <laughs> i'm laughing at the way you're describing it not the fact that you witnessed it just fyi Oh, that's, I don't care. You could laugh either way. It was just, you fucking killer. And I shoot it out of our yard and it already had the bird. And I I don't remember if it dropped it or what, but then it just went and hopped over the fence and then ate it on my neighbor's yard. Cause I'm like, yeah, you can go and kill that bird. Like bird is clearly dead, mm-hmm. but you're not eating it in my yard. That's insane. I just don't like it to begin with. Yeah. It's a really cute cat and two and everything, but I think the neighbors just have so many people living at their house mm-hmm. that they don't they they just want the animals outside. Whether, you know, consequences be damned. Well, and it's not the cat's fault. Obviously, I'm a cat person or an animal person. I have a cat. I love him and he's not allowed outside because of the issues you know not only can he well he's fixed so he couldn't help repopulate which is another issue but his pee and his and these parasites and all that just isn't good for the environment and like you said he's they could be killing birds that are native to the island that if they kill too many of them then they're extinct and then there's another problem and people don't think about those kind of repercussions there's a lizard here no iguana. It's named a Jackson iguana. I remember because it's named after my, it's the same name as my son. That if you see it out when you're hiking, you're supposed to immediately call. What do you call those people? Animal control. Yeah, animal control or whatever. You you're supposed to immediately call them because they they were originally a pet. You know, one that people had as a pet, and they released them, and now they're overtaking the Hawaii you know ecosystem, and they're off balancing it. It's the same concept as the cats. They're causing an imbalance in the natural balance of the system. Yeah. I actually also heard that goats are a problem for Hawaii. And I don't know if it's where you're at or not. That, that they actually let go of some goats and that their goats are now the Illinois deer problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they shoot them to keep them under control because they eat a lot of indigenous plants. I don't I don't particularly remember. They did not go into too much detail yeah. except for that it's basically population control for goats. I think it was I goats. I haven't seen a lot of goats. Um, we do have a pig or a hog problem, whatever you want to call them. You don't need a license to hunt them because there's just too many and they just want you to kill them because, again, it's just an overpopulation. Um, and obviously pigs are not indigenous to hawaii they were something that were brought over just like chickens we have chickens everywhere too again not indigenous to hawaii but they were brought over for food and then it got out of control but the only plus is i don't think the pigs are really 
causing an imbalance. I don't know. They might be, which is why they're letting you kill them. But the main problem that they're having is with these feral cats and how they're killing the turtles. The turtles are endangered. The Hawaiian sea turtles are endangered. The Hawaiian monk seal is endangered because of this parasite, which is the big thing. So if you don't want your cat, please don't just put it outside. Give it up for adoption. Ask your friend. Give it to a a farm that's not going to kill it just to keep it. I know the code word for give it to a farm is to kill it, but not saying that. But just don't let it go outside. Because there's clearly a lot of issues yeah. with just letting your pets roam free. It clearly can create a larger problem. But actually, really, everything that we've talked about today is just a larger problem that not just you and I could fix, obviously. <laughs> well, we can have little impacts, you know, like I do. Like, I go to the beach and pick up trash, and Connie yeah. bought steel straws. So we can, I know you think that you're only one person, but your one person may make a small difference, so it's still worth it. So if you want to change what you're doing... And then if you wanted some extra information, Adam Ruins Everything has actually two episodes that are really good on the topics that we've covered, one on the environment and one on cats and dogs. So check those out. And then also the whole series of Rotten or on Netflix is really good. And then there's also another series, and I can't even remember it right now. Oh, it's something about money. Dirty Money is what it's called on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Is also very interesting, and it touches a little bit on the environment episode or two. And if you want to watch one more about the environment, Netflix actually has their own original series. I think it's called Our Planet. And they literally go through like... Oh, no, not anymore. That's now on Disney+. Plus. No, it's on Netflix. I watched it last night. Oh, really? Uh Oh, then it's on both because I think it's because it's from National Geographic. So Disney Plus has National Geographic on it as well. I I think they have a different version. I think there are different versions because that one was a Netflix. Oh, maybe. This one is a Netflix original series, I'm pretty sure. But it literally goes over every different part and why it's changing what's happening, what kind of effect it's having on each different ecosystem. Like, go through the seas, they go through the jungles, they go through the desert, they go through the Arctic, like, why all of it's changing, and what kind of effect it's having. So, if you want to learn And let me tell you, the effects, not good. No. Our jungles have decreased massively. I think I'll have to go check that one out. I'm thinking of uh, One Strange Rock, is the the one that I was thinking on uh, National Geographic. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's called Our Planet. And it's got oh, that really, it's got that guy, what's his name, David Attenberg or whatever, who's got that really nice narrative Deep voice. voice. Yeah, the yeah. really calming narrative voice. So while you're, while he's saying that everything is on fire and going to shit, you can still feel calm and relaxed <laughs> about it. <laughs> this is why I was watching it last night, because I like to watch it before bed, because then I learn, and his voice is very lulling. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. So happy Earth Day, everybody. Plant a tree. Go walk around and get rid of some trash. Yeah, pick up some trash. And help us find out new things that we can do to help the environment. Products do you like to use? And that could be any type of products. That's like I just switched to more eco-friendly shampoo and conditioner. So it could be anything. Shampoo, conditioner, oh, toothpaste. Yeah. What, what? So which one is yours that you have? Like, oh, I've seen, we've seen ones that are like shampoo bars. 
for your hair, like shampoo and conditioner, and it's in like a soap bar. And I have not tried that yet because I don't know how I feel. I don't never liked shampoo, not shampoo, uh, body wash as a bar. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, I can't see myself liking that because I don't like even body wash in a bar form. Ooh, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I haven't tried that either. That kind of scares me to be honest, because like using a bar on my hair seems kind of scary, but somebody out there, let us know. Yeah, if you've tried it, let me know. Are you looking up what your shampoo or conditioner is? Um, I'm trying to think. No, I'm trying to remember what it's called. I know it's vegan. Oh, it's Olaplex. Olaplex. Um, they're considered a vegan product. There's probably things that are better. I don't know. I That was like the first thing I switched to because my hairdresser was talking about it. So I know it has no parabens. What is it? No sulfates, no silicone, all that kind of stuff in it. It's supposed to be vegan. And the thing that I liked about it, because a lot of this other paraben-free stuff that I tried, it doesn't lather. So I don't feel, oh, like, yes. it, I don't feel yeah. like I'm cleaning my hair. But the Olaplex does. It still lathers. So I feel like I'm still getting a clean. Yeah, where you feel, I've had stuff that is not lathery because it has none of the chemicals basically yeah and yeah I I, like and then I end up using a lot more than actually needed yeah exactly and then you put it in your hair and nothing happens and you're like it is it clean I I don't I don't know what just happened it kind of feels greasy here I'm just gonna put a little bit more (laughs) I need a dab more um so share all your cool stuff with us oh one final note that I want to make because I'm in Hawaii. Uh, if you come to Hawaii, if you go to Australia, any place there is a reef, make sure that you get reef-friendly sunscreen. Our reefs are dying. I have don't seen it. Don't touch it. Yeah, don't touch God. People stand on it. Don't touch it. Don't stand on it. It is Look in at it. You can you can uh, do this the um, what I have not scuba diving. Well, yes, you could do snorkeling. scuba diving, snorkeling, snorkeling, and you can see everything, but don't touch it. When you touch it, you ruin it, basically. Yeah, don't. T- it is alive. I know it doesn't seem like it, but it is alive. So make sure you wear reef-friendly sunscreen. There, if you need some suggestions, I can give some. On, on our Instagram, I'm not going to go through a whole bunch of them now because there's a lot of options, but it does matter. I have seen, because I go snorkeling a lot to go look at the turtles. Also, don't touch the turtles or chase them. Because if you chase them, they freak out, they lose their oxygen, and they can die. Just P.S. So <laughs> wear friendly sunscreen and don't chase the turtles. It really does make a difference. I've seen them. I've gone snorkeling here. The reefs are dying. They do not look the same. The Great Barrier Reef is dying. We need that is one simple thing that when you go on vacation, you can absolutely do. Yeah, there's no reason not to. Yeah. Because you definitely have control over it. And it was the one thing that when we went on our cruise, there was a, a couple of reefs. And um, one time it was like guided and they're like, do not touch anything, any part of the ecosystem. Uh, and we were at Belize and they were, they were saying, if you take a conch shell, that mm-hmm. has not been that's in the reef mm-hmm. they will fine you ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars for just taking a shell because it's part of the ecosystem yeah so don't do any and, of that mm-hmm. it's just it's not yeah and i know because i experience it that not all of the reef friendly sunscreens 
are the greatest. They're hard to rub in because they're made out of, shoot, what are they made out of? I forget. I can't think right now. So they're harder to rub in. I think it's zinc. Yeah, zinc. So it doesn't rub in as well and you look white and you look like Casper the Ghost and blah, blah, blah. And you're on the beach and you want to look hot. But the reefs matter and we have to, that is such a simple thing you can do. So please, 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 if you come to Hawaii or go to any place tropical that has a reef, please wear reef-friendly sunscreen. And and with that, we will leave you with happy Earth Day. Let us know your feedback. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Rietta. I'm Connie. And thank you for listening. <laughs>